Blog Talk Radio. edition of the pajama party we're back all right and uh welcome 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 hey hey i'm one of your hosts uh papa didi i'm here with uh red wine bonsoir darling hey how you doing tonight happy friday Hmm. same to you well thank you merci beaucoup (laughs) um au revoir uh, okay, well, whatever that means. And whatever. I don't chose to that. Uh, we usually have Kettle on the show, but she's uh, stuck in traffic, but she'll be here soon, I'm sure. Alrighty. So we'll catch up with her when she pops in. Ooh, what a week it's been. Yeah, yeah. Looks like the winter time finally hit the hit the ground and running. Yeah, at least on the East Coast, it's been colder than two mofos. Yeah, I've been messing around, not really dressing warm like I should. Not not warm. I you know had on my little long handles as they call them, but uh, as far as big winter coats, no, I never was into a big winter coat, especially when I'm driving. I just can't even drive with a damn coat on. It's just not even my wheelhouse. But um. You know, I really got to start tightening up because I was a little sick over the last few days, and now, uh, you know, getting back into when I go back out after the weekend, after I complete this sickness that I went through, and not non-COVID sickness, I guess we got to say nowadays. Oh, well, that's good to know. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm going to definitely start layering up for real like I should be doing in 20-degree weather. Instead of, you know, we think we're going from the house to the car or the house to the business or whatever. Nah, you got you to get it in. Because I was out there the other day just doing something with the car, and my fingers got frostbitten. I was like, hmm. what the hell? I ain't felt this. <laughs> I ain't felt no frostbitten stuff weren't expecting in a that, minute. Huh? So I got to start playing by the rules and respecting Mother Nature like I should. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, Kettle, you out there, Kettle? Hello. What's going on? You got the oh, best thanks. hand. What's going on with you? Yeah. Uh, you one know. of those days. Yep, yep. One of Deep those days. Deep Yeah. <laughs> you heard you were stuck yep. in traffic. You good? I'm good. I'm straight now. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. uh-huh. Okay. I'm all right, so what are we leading off with tonight, Papa Diddy? Uh, you know, I saw something on the news today. I'll talk about it later. I do want to lead off with it now. Uh, this happened in Virginia uh, where a lady was making a statement. You'll see it on the news, I'm sure, over the next couple of days or so. 
he was talking about the whole mass issue, which goes in effect, uh, it's Monday the 24th, I believe, of January, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and Virginia goes in effect that the uh, mandate is going to be off. And I guess some of the, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say Trump followers or the people that don't, don't believe in mass at all, she was making a statement in the uh, in the school. They gave everybody like three minutes to talk. And she just came on with that straight right-wing anger <laughs> out of nowhere. She said um, that, um, you know, Monday I'm going to show up and my child is not going to have a mask on. If he might give me problems, I'm going to come back with, with, with the guns and the, and the ammunition. And and this was in, I think it was Loudoun County in Virginia. And just happened today. And she said, I'm, if somebody gives my child hassle about wearing a mask, she said, I'm coming back with the guns. And when she said, I'm coming back with the guns and the ammunition and people. And then the lady said, your three minutes is up. I'm like, your three minutes is up. Somebody should be taking that ass out in handcuffs. So the question tonight is, what do you think about that statement that she made, and how serious should we take it? What do you think? Oh, I'll go first. I think that lady is off her rocker, and the FBI needs to come right to her house and confiscate all those weapons and question her because she's crazy. Anytime you go to a school board meeting... You heard it too, right? Yes, I saw that report. Mm-hmm. Anytime you go to a school board meeting, which have been off the chain in lately Virginia. In Virginia. because of masks and vaccines and all, these folk in Virginia have been tripping. Lord but for dear. her to stand up there and say, I'm going to show up with my guns and I'm going to call everybody I know who has guns and, and we're going to be there. I'm like, I'm where, the like that, is she where is that at a school in a school auditorium where did that come from like what the hell well the answer to my comment is fbi or local police state police somebody police needs to go and lock that behind up because when you make public threats like that they should be taken serious yeah that's my comment what you think kettle and who was this woman? Is she anybody in court? She would she, no. A parent. Poor, no, she was just a parent of a student in the school that had three minutes on the microphone in the auditorium about the mask mandate. It was her turn on the microphone. And she doesn't want her kids to have to wear a mask at school. And she said Monday when it starts, you know, she's definitely not coming in with a mask. And he might give me trouble. I'm coming back on my guns and my ammunition. I'm going to call people that got their guns. This was on the news tonight, on the local news, and it happened in Loudoun County. Well, well, uh, well, I'm going to be like a Steve Harvey. I'm going to dissect it. Now, you said it was a Virginia one, right? Right. And two, was a woman African-American or Caucasian? Not at all. She was Caucasian. Okay. Uh, That kind of speaks for itself. Um, Those folks in Virginia, they are off the chain. Um, a lot of them to me are just, um, they have this, um, what do you call it? Right wing type mentality and, um, they just don't care. And it's, to me, I feel like they're Donald Trump followers, um, you know, believe in what he thinks that this thing is not for real. Um, you know, so why should you wear a mask? Because... In reality, I guess in her mind, she thinks this thing is not for real, this pandemic. So, um, yeah. 
I think the ladies just off a rocker. But um, people are going to say and do what they want to do. Um, you know, so we shouldn't be surprised or shocked. I mean, this is the way things are going. Our society is right now. People are off the chain because of, you know, everybody trying to blame it on the pandemic. People are just who they are, period. So that's my take on it. Okay. Just a minute. Mm. That's it. Well, my my take on that situation is that um, we need to start taking people serious when they make terroristic threats like that. I mean, just just period. Because it's going to show you that sometimes when people speak unconscious like that, you know, the worst thing you can have in the world today is a short fuse. It's not even, and, and I'll be the first to tell you because there was a time where I was just a little a pistol, you know what I mean? When it comes to just reacting, reacting, react. I mean, I felt that I had good cause to react. But as I think about stuff through the years, and I, as I get older and I see the consequences of what comes out of your mouth, I've really learned to curve my attitude when it comes to not thinking that everything I'm saying is so on point and correct and, and everybody's going to go along with it. But I think ever since the inception of the, the, the Trump um, incubation situation now, everybody, people that had any sliver of uh, just being ruthless, it, it's, it's becoming full stream it's becoming wide open and the lady that made those comments tonight about you know if they say something to my child i'm coming back on my guns to the school well they're killing people in schools so how can you even make a comment about guns and or in an auditorium when people are getting kids are getting killed in school she's crazy but but then but when when they confront her after the fact or if they said the police gonna go to her home, to her home to talk to her She's going to go back to being, I'm just a regular white woman, and I would just speak in my freedom of speech. They're going to throw an amendment number out there, you know, whether it be the first, second, third. Because she's going to call somebody they're going to say, look, telling you is enforcing your, your First Amendment rights. Your First Amendment rights. It's alibis and excuses. Lawyers and alibis are so prevalent amongst people that they, they put their foot in their mouth, but then they'll find the perfect lawyer to just ease the foot out of their mouth. It, it's amazing. But that's my take on it. You're okay. right, but she's crazy as hell. I hope they lock her up, for real. Yeah, because she said some wild stuff. Loudoun County. And she told them, she'll be up there with her guns. With her guns. Bringing other folks that are crazy like and her. And bringing other people up there if they say anything about my, to my child about having to wear a mask. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Did she know bullets come out of a damn gun? Anyway. Okay. Let's get it started. Uh, Kelly, you got to run down? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Want to do something with that? Right. I okay. appreciate it. All right. Go for it. What, what you we got? got? What we got going on? Uh-huh. All right. Buckle up. Sit back. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Our hot topics tonight, major airlines say the 5G doomsday scenario is over. Yay. Also, Democrats failed to advance voting rights law. That's fortunate. Mm-hmm. And three teams of... Yep, I hear you. Preteens may be vaccinated without parents' consent on the California bill. Our hidden and quitted headlines. Intel announces $20 billion semiconductor factory in Ohio. Also, Louisiana Senate candidate smokes blunt in new campaign ads. 
Also, the only woman officially drafted by the NBA team dies at 66. Also, Pennsylvania police officer fired for fatal shooting of eight-year-old. And no charges in a Cedric Lawton stand your ground case. Our cocktail of the week, I got a surprise for you tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. Missouri Highway Patrol mistakenly sends Batman theme alert. Okay. Uh, scientists train goldfish to drive on land. And uh, live deer found in cars um, hatchback during traffic stop. Okay. Sounds like the godfather to me. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper, the kiss of list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. Hey, this is Red Wine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Red Wine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about TV. Welcome back to the Jump Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, it's time for the hot topics. And I'm going to jump in first and talk about these major airlines and what's going on with 5G. The airline executives are saying that they're breathing a sigh of relief to their investors as of yesterday, saying that they believe the threat to their operations for the rollout of 5G technology is now behind them, at least the threat of it. Although AT&T and Verizon have agreed only to a temporary delay of 5G deployment at major airports, CEOs of American and United both said that uh, there will be a resolution of the dispute within thousands of delayed and diverted and canceled flights. Uh, They had been previously predicting all kinds of doomsday, dire consequences earlier in the week, all over them rolling out 5G, saying it was going to cause some kind of interference with the transmissions of signals and whatnot to the plane. So the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, they auctioned off the C-band spectrum to U.S. wireless carriers last week which was an $81 billion sale that would allow them to, these uh, wireless carriers, to provide robust and lucrative 5G service. But then the airline started screaming and yelling and saying, hey, if you use that 5G technology near airports, it's going to interfere with the aircraft radar uh, altimeters. And I think I said that right, altimeters? Beacons, as you could say. Okay, the beacons and instruments that tell the pilots how high their plane is off the ground. And they said that these devices are crucial for landing planes when there's low visibility, I guess like when there's fog or rain, et cetera, like that. 
So they were saying that, you know, they just need to make sure that this isn't going to cause them to have all these disruptions, like when they were canceling thousands of flights, you know, like during the holidays and all that kind of thing, although that was a different issue. They said they don't want 5G to, you know, create all those kind of issues. So they're basically saying that, you know, between all the stuff with COVID and all the cancellations and losing staff, et cetera, the Delta, uh, what do you call it, the Delta variants, variants, thank you, of the virus, that that already cost Delta $80 million, and 5G has the potential to cause that type of situation all over again. So the White House is meeting with the telecom companies, trying to reach some kind of deal to roll out the technology near the airports, and they're just all trying to come to an agreement on how we, can we make this work for everybody because the telecom companies want to roll out 5G, but the airports are saying this is going to create a problem. So everybody's got to get on the same page so that consumers can take advantage of whatever it is that 5G service gives to the consumers and the airports and the you know, the airlines need to make sure that it's not going to create a problem when they're in. So they they feel like they've gotten to the point now where they can work it out. So we'll just have to see. I'm still not sure exactly what what is 5G going to give us. Is that supposed to make transmissions go faster? Yeah, apparently. But um, I think that in, in lieu of the the situation we're talking about, you know, with me, and I'm only speaking on this because I was in the Navy and I was in the aviation world in the Navy. I was stationed at a base called Naval Air Station Oceana, which is in Virginia Beach. And every time you get near the beach back in the day, and I'm in the Navy back in between 77 and 85, every, and this is when it was no, you know, big-time technology like in the cars today. But when you get near the beach, you I mean, get near the base, you knew you were heading toward the base because your radio would start you know, humming and beeping, beep, mm-hmm. beep, beep. The same beacon that the airplanes would hear when they came to the airport was coming out through your radio. And it's just something you just got used to as you turn down the road led, led, led to the air base. And, you know, and that's what's happening today. But the problem that's going on today is that nobody's talking to each other. Nobody's communicating with each other. You know, the, you know I know a cell phone's important, but so is an airport. And so is a plane's distress system and a beacon system that's built in. You know, every every airport has a beacon by it. I don't know if you ever went down Route 50 when you go by the little training airport there where they fly these little planes on 50. You oh, know, yeah, you're I've seen toward, that. Yeah. Toward when you get, it's a get little the airport. little airport. If you, before you get to that airport, like if you're coming from the west going east toward Bowie, soon as you get toward it, you can tell you're there because there's always like a little white golf ball that sits on a like a water tower. Mm-hmm. Every time you buy an airport, it is a little white golf ball-looking thing. It looks like a little golf ball sitting on top of a, of a big water tower. That's where the beacon's located, and they usually sit in that round ball. Just like the big hub on the back of the SUV. That's where your sensor is for your XM radio. So whenever you see some kind of, you know, couplet on the back of a car, mm-hmm. back of the hatchback or the back of the trunk or the back of the top, that's where your beacon is for your... XM radio and all that stuff. But um, make a long story short, 
they should have been talking to the airports from the beginning because yeah. it was there first. Like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's the same way when you're on a ship, for example, and a ship gets to a point where it has to go underneath a bridge. They have what's called bridge tenders, and the bridge has to open up to let the boats go through the bridge. Why does the, 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 the bridge have to open up? Because the water was there first. Mm-hmm. So whoever was there first takes precedence over the priority. So even trains, Amtrak trains, and they get to a bridge. Oh, we're stopping for a bridge opening, you know, because the boat's coming by. Because mm-hmm. the water was there first. The airport was there first. So why does AT and T and all these people coming in with all this new money that we're giving them to think they can just change the way the world works? You know, you don't need to bother the beacons that the the plane's going to be listening to, especially yeah. in bad weather. So okay, that's deep. That makes sense. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you for that insight. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway. All right. Well, you talk. You got the mic, so go ahead. What's your hot oh, topic? I don't know mic hog, but uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. This is uh, the Democrats fair to advance the voting rights law as the senators hold out to uh, defend the filibuster. You know, which is a, a hold or a. I guess that's just a big-ass anchor that sits in the water. They need to call it fill a bull, correct? Yeah, anyway, Senate uh, Democrats failed again to pass sweeping new voting uh, protections on Wednesday in what would be the worst uh, brutal blow yet to uh, affect the strengthening protection for voters at a a real monumental time in our democracy, Mm -hmm. you know, just as they have done four other times in recent months. You know, all 50 Republicans united in their opposition to the measure, okay? They relied on the filibuster, a Senate rule that required 60 votes to advance legislation to the final vote. So they need 50 Republicans plus, they need at least some. They need all 50 Democrats and at least 10 Republicans. But we even got two holdout Democrats. Uh, what's their names, Redwine? Uh, Cinema and Mansion, who are just trying to stay on the right side of white, you know they're Democrats, but they're West Virginian, so they're they were. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll get deeper that later. Uh, anyway, despite heavy pressure from Joe Biden and fellow Democrats, two senators, like I said, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, have dug in to defend the measures preventing Democrats from getting rid of it. Now, why why they're doing that? They're Democrats, but like I said, we'll talk later. I'll open your eyes up to some staying on the right side of white stuff. Anyway, in a, in a uh, rebuttal to burden uh, to Biden, rather, excuse me, Senator gave a speech on the Senate floor last week, making it clear that she would not support changes to the filibuster because she because they wanted to change the filibuster and all that. But Manchin has also, you know, got on her side and all that. But it's not about filibuster. They just want to keep their constituents. Anyway, uh, their opposition set up a showdown at the uh, unanimously doomed bill that took place yesterday. And like I said, the end result of it was uh, 52 to 48. So, boom. And so you need 60, and they was only able to get 52. They lost two of their own. And uh, so here we are. So, it, you know, the um, just to recap things on that, 
in order to they're, they're trying to make sure the voting laws will block any other voting laws that states will try to come up with to do anything and this is all based on people trying to stack the deck for things to come for one the midterm elections which is coming up in november mm-hmm. where some senators and congressmen's jobs are coming up and they want to make sure people have a hard time but the sad part about them are retiring too so yeah. there's going to be openings yeah, but they want to make sure all of it comes in. But I, but there again, how are you going to make sure anything when all you're doing? But see, and like, we'll move on, but let me just make this one statement. The reason why this voting thing is so strong is, remember this here, okay? In order to get voted into office, all you need to be is elected, okay? You don't have to interview. You don't have to wear a nice suit. You ain't got to show up in a building. You don't need to get by a resume. You just need to get elected. And these white folks know that that's all it takes. That's why you got a bunch of ignorant, crazy-ass people like your girl. What's her name? Green? Oh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green, a congressperson. How did she become a congressperson? It's unbelievable. It's why? Because she was voted in. So they figure if, if we rig the election... We can get any any donkey we want to and put a good piece of hair on him and call him a horse. So, you know, so that's where it's at now. They just want to rig the elections and bring anybody in that they can because all they need is to be voted in, whether they got in legitimately, illegitimately. And then they're trying to set up, too, so 2024, when Trump comes back, the deck is stacked for real, for real. And he's he's financing all of it. So just... Can I just say that for them to make it more difficult for people to vote mm-hmm. makes no sense. Even though it's going to disproportionately affect people of color, it really affects people that are in lower income brackets. It's going, it's going. And all of those people that are poor people are not just black folks and brown folks. So they're so busy trying to go after people of color, but they're also making it difficult for people that are white folks who live in rural areas, that live back out in the sticks somewhere, that used to have more time to be able to go and cast their ballot. But when they start cutting down the days to say, no, we're not giving you all that time, and we don't want to have mail-in ballots, and we want to cut back on like having a box where you can come and put yours and all. Mm -hmm. These people who live out in other areas who don't have Internet access and all that other stuff, the conveniences that some of us enjoy, they're making it difficult for everybody. So for for people to keep harping on it's all about the black and brown, no, it's about the poor. It's It's about the people that are not in the city, so to speak. They're going after the people who don't have the resources, and that's not just black folks. But see, they don't so see they're that. going to cut off some of the white folks who would have been right, voting for see, them. That's something but they they're don't, so stupid, they, they don't, don't even realize that. they don't that. see that right now. They're, they have made their decisions on different rules they're doing in these different states because they rode around to see how blacks are voting, and they want to cut down everything they're doing, taking away drop boxes. But and I'm not, saying now some of that's well, affecting some right, of their right, own right, white yeah, voters, Right, too. but they don't see that. They're not they looking care. at them. But right, it's going to, well, let me just say this here. Belligerent, arrogance and belligerence is ignorant. So they are, usually people that do crazy stuff find out what they did on the back end. They don't see the front thing going on, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Down the road, they're going to look back and say, wow, we shouldn't have done that. Oh, we fucked some shit up. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I just I just want to chime a little bit. I just think that they just yeah. don't know how to fight fair. They just have to cheat all the time. And look at what um, was it, Mitch McConnell? What he was saying earlier today about uh, uh, no. you know African Americans and Americans are we two different people? <laughs> a couple yeah. of them. Oh, I put him on the kiss it list for that one. He's full of crap. Yeah, yeah. Talking, that, talking that about the deep. statistics of African American is is what do you say different than Americans? Um, are we on American? <laughs> he actually <laughs> right broke it down like that. He did. What, what the f is what you talking about? I mean, he yeah, probably and, meant yeah. something else, but he, he he meant what he said. No, don't. And, no, but and that's, that's what he, he said. Don't, right. He, he, that's how he wanted to come out. Don't patronize that ass. That's mm-hmm. it. So, you know, he, no, he meant no. what he was wanted to say. Yeah, he meant what he said, and that's <sighs> how he feels. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, is. if yeah. people talk long enough, they will eventually say what they really Oh, yeah, and I don't patronize sure. shit no more. I don't. Sure. Mm-mm, no way. It has, anyway. It has been, I'm interesting. looking stupid old 45. All right, our next uh, topic. Yeah. If you guys got any questions or comments, please hit us up tonight and join the conversation, 914-803-4306. And press, press one. one. Press one. Yes, please do. Yeah. Press one. Join the conversation because we got some hot stuff going on here. Um, like this next uh, hot topic here. This is hot off the press. Um, now, this is some crazy BS. Preteens may be vaccinated without parents' consent under a new California bill. So this is Sacramento. California would allow children, un- uh, children age 12 and up to be vaccinated without their parents' consent the youngest age of any state, on a proposal um, that happened late Thursday by a state senator. Alabama allows such decisions at age 14, Oregon at 15, Rhode Island and South Carolina at 16, um, and so on. Only Washington, D.C. was a lower limit at age 11. So Wiener argues that uh, California already allows those 12 and up to consent to the um, hepatitis B and human um, with HPV vaccine and the um, treatment for sexually transmitted infections, substance abuse, and mental um, health disorders. Giving young people the um, autonomy to receive life-saving vaccines, regardless of their parents' beliefs or work schedules, is essential for their physical and mental health. Interesting. Um Wiener's bill would lift the parental requirement for that age group for any vaccine that has been approved by the U.S. Uh, Food Administration. Um, yeah. So that includes um, immunizations against the um, uh, coronavirus. But Wiener said vaccine hesitancy and misinformation has also deterred vaccines against measles and other contagious diseases. Hmm. Okay. So what do you guys think about that? You, you, you think, you know, uh, it should happen? I mean, or? well, I, I'll jump in on that one. I think on mm-hmm. the one hand, it's not really a bad thing because mm-hmm. you do have, not you, but I'm saying there are some parents out here that are as crazy as that lady that was in that school board conference that feel like, I don't want my kids to have this, and I don't want my kids to be vaccinated, and I don't want this, that, and the third. But these kids are like, yo, I want to be able to play basketball 
and the basketball coach said, you got to be vaccinated in order to be on the team. So because mm-hmm. my mom is saying all this crap, I, I want to go ahead and do this. So the kids right. want to be able to have some control to be able to say, look, if this mm-hmm. is what I want, I want to go ahead and make my own choice. So mm-hmm. I, I can see how, you know, these young young people want to be able to, like, override a parent who's mm-hmm. saying no. Right. Now, of course, there could be downsides to that, but I do see why uh, the governor, what's his name, Newsom in California, mm-hmm. why he's mm-hmm. trying to push them. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, the schools and stuff are saying if you want to be on this team or be involved in this activity, yeah. you got to be fully vaccinated. But if you got right. parents saying, not on my watch, I don't yeah. believe in this stuff, this vac- this pandemic is not real, and they're talking all that stuff, the kids are right. caught in the middle. And that's true. Because they're going by the parents' beliefs. It might not be the exactly. child's beliefs because at a certain age, some children are mature enough to make those decisions for themselves, so to speak. Um, I mean, prime example, look at some of the um, – it's not the same correlation, but the actors that have kind of pulled away from their parents and they were making decisions for them, you know, they were their managers yeah. and they were like, no, you know, I want to be a, what, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, what do they call it? Liberated? Something like that from their parent. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they go through a legal process to be, it's like the similar to being divorced. Yeah, but you right, become a right. liberated young person. Yeah, there was a lot of child right. actors that did that. Yeah, because their yeah, parents were, yeah. the, you know. So, um, us and their I mean, queens, it could be, so to speak. It, like, yeah, get it off of pushed, my back. It could be pushed to the limit to something like that. I mean, you know, they want their independence, so to speak. That would be interesting, yeah. but um, well, yeah, I think I mean, the only thing. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, sorry about that. No, I think the only ahead. thing that we have to come to. The only thing we have to come to play with the children is that they would have to uh, get their hands on the kids' medical records, see what they got mm-hmm. going on at the time, right. as far as any kind of a, what they're allergic to, and what kind of shots they already have, and whether or not they're, uh, you know, um, any have their their underlying, you know, yeah, anything. Yeah. 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 yeah, what they got going on. Yeah. They really need access to their medical records before they start shooting them in the arm, because that could be real catastrophically bad if they kind of did that and went that route and would say, well, my child is, you know, sickle cell or whatever, you know. Right. Anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with this. Um, yeah. So we're going to keep an eye on it. So, yeah. All, All right. right. Yeah, that's a good topic, though. I, I hope it works mm-hmm. out for, you know, what the governor out there in Cali is trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. The Papa Didi makes a good point. They better make sure that they get all those kids' medical records oh, before. Definitely. You know, just you can't just listen to the kids saying, stuff. "Yeah, I'm good. Go ahead, do it, do it." <laughs> right. And then you have a problem. <laughs> right. Don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So all right. Uh, we'll, we'll take a little CC and get to the next. Uh, Second, what we do? Yeah, we'll take a take a break and come back with the hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, okay. But uh, uh, it's all going down on the pajama party show. It's too cold to be anywhere else, so hang out with us. We'll be back on the other side of the break. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the pajama party. 
www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment Don't just sit there yelling at the air You got an opinion? We want to hear it too Dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves We've got room for you at the Pajama Party And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the John Party. Money host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to hit them and quit them. We got the headlines for you, and I'm going to go first with Intel. Intel, the world's largest semiconductor manufacturer, has announced plans just today that they're planning to build a new $20 billion factory right outside of Columbus, Ohio, which is a move that President Joe Biden is hailing as a major sign of progress of his administration that's been working to, uh, you know, boost up U.S. production of critical microchips. And if you recall, a lot of cars that people have been buying have been put on hold because they don't have the microchips, because everything is held up on the cargo ships because of all the craziness going on with the whole, you know, COVID situation. So Intel is saying, look, let's just build a plant here in the U.S., and we can start getting these chips created here. We won't have to rely so much on getting everything imported. So Biden is, um, was, um, I think today he went ahead and had some kind of speech um, in Albany uh, talking about that. New Albany, I'm sorry, New Albany, Ohio, was talking about that and dealing with the supply chain bottlenecks. So he did a speech talking about how good this is going to be. And uh, he's also going to be urging Congress to pass the CHIPS for America Act. I don't know if the CHIPS is an acronym, but the CHIPS for America Act, which would provide $52 billion to incentivize future semiconductor investments. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic, as I said, has led to a shortage of these uh, semiconductor microchips, which powers things like cars, cell phones, appliances, gaming consoles, medical devices, the list goes on and on. And the shortage depleted the vehicle industry, producing a global supply chain issues, and of course it made the prices go up on the cars that were available and other products that rely on these semiconductor chips. So, you know, like I said, we've been re- we the United States have been relying on these chips, and currently 12% of the world's chips are made in the U.S., which is down from 37% back in the 1990s, and 80% are made in Asia. So <laughs> that's where all the money is going in the semiconductor industry. 80% of it goes to Asia. So the U.S. is trying to. You know, Intel, rather, is trying to get that back, and the president is going to have some incentives for other companies to step up their game. So we'll see what happens. 
Well, on on, on that, you know, forty five is gonna try to take the credit on that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, he needs to go sit down somewhere. Quote unquote, he wants to make America great, and he he that's one thing he did talk about. He wanted to try to have some businesses here in the United States, but uh, he's still a jerk. Okay. So, anyway. Whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Um, All right. All right. Hit him and quit him. Uh, Check this out. Louisiana Senate candidate Gary Chambers, he light smokes a blunt in his new campaign ad. Okay. People don't have anything else to do. Oh, okay. Um, He released a campaign ad on Tuesday in which he smokes marijuana in an attempt to spark, quote, unquote, a new conversation. In the ad, Chambers uh, Jr., a Democrat and social justice activist looking to um, unseat Republican Senator John Kennedy, is sitting in a chair smoking a rolled marijuana blunt. Uh, While he's smoking, Chambers uh, cities marijuana statistics in a voiceover. So every 37 seconds, someone is arrested for marijuana. Since 2010, state and local police have arrested an estimated 7.3 7.3 million Americans for violating marijuana laws, Chambers said. Uh, he, he says, quote-unquote, black people are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana laws than white people, and states um, spend $3.7 billion enforcing marijuana laws each year. That's a lot of dang old money. Yeah, so, um He explains that the motivation behind his... Um, Ad in a tweet saying, I hope this ad works um, not only uh, uh, destigmatize the use of marijuana, but also forces a new conversation that creates a pathway to legalize this beneficial drug and forgive those who were arrested due to outdated ideology. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, he's All right. right. All right. So he's, he's, he's starting, like you said, starting the conversation. That's interesting. Yeah. It was a bold uh, move, but I hope it works for them. Yeah. So I hope they get the message instead of uh, going to continue to ask them, well, do you really smoke marijuana for legal reasons, I mean, for medical reasons or whatever. So I hope people get the message. Yeah. I mean, how you feel about it, Papa? What do you think? Well, you know, it was, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a big risk, you know. Yeah. It's a big risk, I think. Uh, I mean, he was he was bold about it, but he's running against uh, John Kennedy, which is a complete jerk off. I mean, that that yeah. that guy is so John King John Kennedy is so ignorant. It's not even funny. If you if you have a computer, uh, pull up. Uh, he's a senator too, which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Pull up John uh-huh. Kennedy, the senator. He, he has the same name as President Kennedy. That's what's crazy. This man mm-hmm. is so, when I say ignorant, I mean non-educated ignorant. The way he talks, mm-hmm. doesn't, he, doesn't pronounce words worth a damn. And, but like I said earlier, and follow my premise, the only, way, only thing it takes to become an official is to be elected. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy. Just be elected mm-hmm. with, a high school, with a high school diploma. He ain't got to have a degree mm-hmm. to be a congressperson mm-hmm. or a senator. So think about wow. it. But uh, wow. but uh, good luck to the brother. You know, he he was sitting in there. He was sitting bold. I think he was sitting on the railroad tracks too. I don't know where he was, man. <laughs> yeah, he was I think he was on a, that blunt. He was in a big old lazy oh, boy Lord. sitting on the railroad tracks smoking a blunt. 
And that's in Louisiana, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, bro. Yeah. If I could vote for you, I would. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, uh, okay. What you got, Papa Didi? Um, I got a, a story of a young lady, uh, God rest her soul. Um, her name was Lisa Harris, and that probably nobody even knows about. She was a trailblazer, uh, uh, basketball Hall of Famer, and only woman official that was drafted by the NBA back in the day. You know, never played and all that, but they just did it for, for the sake of uh, she was that good. She died Tuesday, wow. six, six years in the game, but Lisa, Lisa Harris. She won three national uh, championships back in the day at Delta State and scored the first points in the Olympics. She was one of the part, part of the Olympic team, um, but they only won a gold medal back in 1970. I mean, they only won a silver medal back in 1970. Uh, Harris was uh, the first black woman inducted into the uh, Namath, uh, Nasmith, excuse me, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame in 1992. Her coach at Delta mm-hmm. State, Margaret Wade, was inducted in 1985, but uh, Harris also um, drafted by the NBA New Orleans Jazz. Wow. You know, in uh, mm-hmm. 1977, making her one of the first women to be officially drafted in the NBA. But now they're, now it's the uh, uh, Utah Jazz, and New Orleans has their team now, which is the, what is it, the Pelicans, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Anyway, Pelicans, yeah. Yeah. anyway, Harris, uh, she was married at the time uh, to her sweetheart while in college, so she didn't try out for the Jazz because she was pregnant at the time. However, she did mm-hmm. briefly play in the Women's Professional Basketball League from 1979 and 1980. Uh, she was a native of what's called uh, Minor City, Mississippi, so she was down south, you know, oh, kicking all kind of ass. She was put... Uh, Delta now Delta State was located in, in Cleveland, Mississippi, and she put the, she put that little town on the map because they won titles in seventy five, seventy six, and seventy seven. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, a girl named uh, girl from Philly, the coach of uh, South Carolina um, college football team, uh, Stanley. She said that she was you can compare her to some of the best players that was in the WNBA. Uh, but right now she remains uh, Delta State's uh, career high point holder with uh, 2,891 points and 1,662 rebounds, and she averaged 25.9 points a game, 14 Ooh, wow. rebounds a game, and she played mm-hmm. a total of 115 career games, and she shot about mm-hmm. 63%. You know, basketball measures your shooting by percentages, meaning mm-hmm. that you made the basket 63% of the time. So mm-hmm. she was a bad mamma jamma, you know. Just remember her name. Her name was Lisa Harris. She was uh, 66 years old and she died too. She won the first, won the first Trailblazers of basketball. Won the first blacks in basketball. Won the first black women in Olympic women's basketball that nobody wow. probably even heard about. No, I didn't know mm-hmm. about her. Didn't know. Okay. Did you, did you, did you also <laughs> mention that she was um, drafted San Francisco Warriors? You mentioned that. No, I didn't actually see that in my report, but uh, I'm, okay. I'm sure she was. Yeah, well, she this, was. She was. Uh, yeah, this report says she was um, drafted by San Francisco Warriors um, in '69, but the NBA blocked it because she didn't meet the criteria to be drafted, in part because of her gender. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but wow. anyway, that was back in that era, and um, she's also part of a film. Um, she was the subject of a 2021 short film titled 
the queen um, of basketball that detailed her career. So um, I think I yeah, saw that briefly. Yeah, that was her nickname. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. have to look that film mm-hmm. up. All right, yeah, well, y'all check that out, the, the queen of yeah, basketball. Queen of, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And now the, San Francisco, now the San Francisco Warriors are called the Golden State Warriors. So mm-hmm. it's going to okay. show you how, you know. As the much times as things, keep much changing. things change, they stay the same. Yeah. So, anyway. Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What else you got, Kevin? Um, let's see. Pennsylvania. We're going to, oh, boy, Levittown, PA. Um, mm. three, three Pennsylvania police officers were fired on Thursday after being charged this week in the death of an eight-year-old Fanta Belitti. Uh, Fanta was killed in August when officers fired dozens of shots at a car moving through a crowd after gunfire broke out near a high school football game. Um, the Sharon wow. Hill Borough Council voted 6-1 to one on Thursday to fire um, Brian Devaney, 41, seen uh, uh, Sean Dolan, 25, and Devin Smith, 33. The um, vote smart outburst from the crowd at the meeting. The firing comes after District Attorney uh, Jack Stolsteimer announced Tuesday that a Delaware County grand jury had recommended charges of voluntary manslaughter, manslaughter and reckless endangerment um, for this um, August shooting. Bail was set at $500,000 unsecured for each officer, and preliminary hearing was set for um, within a week, January 27th. Uh, so the story is Fanta was killed when police opened fire while responding to a shooting that uh, sent spectators, players, and coaches scrambling to cover after a high school football game. Here we go again. The teenagers involved in the initial shooting were charged with murder in connection with Fanta's death, but investigation later revealed that police were responsible for killing Fanta and injuring three others. The charges have since been dropped against the other teams, the two teams. Wow. Yeah, it's always something. So, always. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting what's, what's going to happen. And, you know, I don't know. They sound like they're going to get a, yeah, they sound like going to get a slap on the wrist to me and, and keep moving. But um, like I said, it's going to be interesting to, to, to follow this case even happens. So. Yep. Well, those officers that were fired, I hope they don't just go to another jurisdiction and get another job. Right. So I guess, like I said, keep abreast of these names, um, uh, Devaney, uh, Dolan, and Smith. Because um, the, the the latter ones, they're, they're young. One is 25, one is 33. And the, uh, Devaney, he's 41. So, um, you know, I just think they just um, – you know, when incidents happen, they just wildly are shooting and not directing at no one. I mean, just that's just yeah. too many shots. That's just too much. Um, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. It's unfortunate. Just like the incident that happened in the um, the dressing room of the young child was fourteen. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, I forgot. It was in a Walmart or something or some store, and yeah, they came I in with the guy. Right, the guy was uh, hitting people with a with a with a lock, uh, um, a bike lock, bike lock, and they came in, yeah, yeah right. and started shooting. So, so yeah, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, 
speaking of unfortunate, I got another unfortunate one. This one's out of Kansas. Uh, Kansas District Attorney Mark Bennett has announced that he will not be filing charges in the Cedric Lofton case, if you're familiar with that one, uh, citing that the state's stand-your-ground law is in effect in this instance. Uh, this was in a news conference that he stated that the officers who held 17-year-old Cedric Lofton in custody acted in a manner of so-called self-defense because they say Lofton resisted their use of force, pinning him to the ground. Now, when Lofton returned to his foster home the morning of September 24th last year, his father called the police alleging that Lofton was acting paranoid, according to a report from CNN. Wichita officers placed him in shackles, which wrapped around his body from the torso down and put him in the back of the patrol car. They took him to Juvenile Intake Assessment Center, JIAC, under accusations of striking and kicking the officers that arrived at his house. So then CNN reported that Lofton was handcuffed and employees figured that he was asleep, but one employee noticed that the boy had stopped breathing. Now, the body camera footage showed a few of the JIAC employees were trying to revive him, and then they sent him to the hospital where the boy was pronounced dead. Now, the autopsy reviewed, I'm sorry, ruled that Lofton's cause of death was complications of cardiopulmonary arrest sustained after physical struggle while restrained in the prone position. So now this this young man, 17 years old, was shackled uh, from the torso down. He was laying on the ground, face down, and when they noticed he had stopped moving, these idiots said, oh, he finally just went to sleep. How idiotic is this? The boy had died, and they're like, oh, he meant to sleep. Well, no, he wasn't asleep. So in a, um, uh, the, the, the what's his man's name, Bennett, attorney, district attorney Benefit, Bennett released a report on the incident suggesting that Lofton was to blame for his own death. So i got to make sure I put this district attorney on the kiss-it list. He said that because Lofton continued to resist for about 30 minutes meant that the staff could continue to lawfully apply restraints. And additionally, Bennett argued that the employees were justified in their action based on the stand-your-ground law. Now, this kid is 17. It's more than one of them. They're saying that because they could use stand-your-ground which, if my understanding is stand your ground means you felt threatened. But you got this young man shackled from the torso down. How was he a threat to any damn body? I'm just trying to understand. Because he you was got black. Him shackled. That's why. Yes, he was black. You got him shackled, laying on the ground. Yes, he was struggling. His father had reported earlier that he was acting paranoid and once again called for help. And who comes? The freaking police. Y'all mm-hmm. just throw shackles on him and put him and take him off, take him away. And then when you get to the juvenile facility, because he was only seventeen, 
they end up tackling him down to the ground. He's laying on the ground face down. So when he finally mm-hmm. stopped struggling, it was because he was dead. And they said, oh, we thought he was asleep. Well, it's not like he has some um, mental issues. Yeah, but because they're mm-hmm. hiding under that stand-your-ground bull crap, the district mm-hmm. attorney is not charging the office or the people involved at this facility anything. So now mm-hmm. this young man has died, and nobody is being held accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stuff has got to stop. Yeah, it's, it has got to But, you know, it's... In uh, let me go back and see where is this Wichita, Kansas. It says Wichita, Kansas. Huh. Is this Kansas? I would assume, yeah, I would assume so. But um, I can't remember the state, um, but there is a program that um, this particular state was was enforcing, and it seemed to work that they had. Um, other than police officers to come out to deal with people of mental health or whatever what was going on, other than, quote-unquote, like criminal acts were going on. They had another um, entity um, of, they weren't police officers, but they were people of, like I said, that worked in the mental health field that knew how to deal with this type of situation. Right. So um, it's a program that was implemented in this particular state, and I can't remember the name of the program or the state, but it, it seemed to work like 60 or 65% of the time. You know, people mm-hmm. were, were were living. They weren't dying. Um, so I think there has to be um, something else than the police officers or police to come out to deal with um, certain situations. Um, you know, because when you said he, he sounded like he was acting erratical, Maybe he didn't take his medication. Uh, he has some mental issues. Um, it just sounded like the whole um, story was not told. There was something else going on. Um, yeah. So Clearly, these people he, at this juvenile yeah. detention place were not mm-hmm. either trained properly or prepared or whatever to deal right. with a situation like this. No. Mm-mm. So that's why we need uh, another entity to handle these types of situations. Police officers, they just not, they can't do it, you know, because they're trained to do other no. things, shoot shoot to kill exactly. or, um, you know, they're trained handle to you a certain and, way. They're um, trained to uphold the law. This right. young man wasn't doing anything to break the law, so right. they were mm-hmm. not the right people. You Correct. know what? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, right now is the cocktail of the week. I think that's what we need. Is this okay? Okay. You can give us the cocktail of the week. Let's do it. All right. Is this going to calm you down a little bit, Red Wine? I think so. I I got my glass right here. So, what you got? Okay. Well, this is something different. Uh, Since it's cold outside and it's in the 20s, (laughs) Um, this is called Moose Milk. Oh. Um, and this is this is going to make a, a punch bowl of yumminess. So we're going to take one one gallon of vanilla ice cream softened, one gallon of milk, four and three fourths cups of dark rum, uh, four cups of coffee flavored liqueur, um, like Kahlua or something like that, four um, and three fourths cups of vodka. Hey, sounding pretty good to me. Oh. 
and one fifth of ground nutmeg. Um, so we're going to whisk the vanilla ice cream, milk, rum, coffee liqueur, and vodka in a large punch bowl until okay. it's, you know, until you get to that frothy and liquid type, um, you know, mm. uh, substance. And then we're going to garnish it, it with the um, garnish with the nutmeg and ladle in, you know, punch punch mug. So it's going This is going to make a whole punch bowl. So if you got some friends or family over, this will be perfect. So mm. this is this is called moose milk. So moose this is milk. A grown look look a grown folks milkshake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Huh, so, mm-hmm. All so right. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out for moose milk. That does All sound right. good. Okay. Well, we'll mm-hmm. make sure we get it up on the website. You can check it out on apajamaparty.com over the weekend. Uh, check out Kettle's Cocktail of the Week called Moose Milk. Moose Milk. Ooh, that thing sounds potent. Oh my goodness! All right, All the we're down to uh, yeah. That sounds that thing sounds uh, explosive. But uh, okay, let's see. We're down to Papa Didi and what's popping? Mm. You ready, Papa Didi, or do we need to go take a quick break? We can take a quick break and I'll come right back on my okay. goods. Okay, we'll take a quick bait, a quick break while Papa Didi gets revved up. To give us what's popping tonight, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. Uh, if you want to call in, the number is 914-803-4306. If you want to chat with us, just press 1. And we'll be back on the other side of the break. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the pajama party crew and more of the pajama party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to pajama party. One hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. What's happening? It's time for Papa Didi and what's popping? What's popping, Papa Didi? I take ignorance. Ignorance is all over the place. Okay. All over the place, you know. But um, I just think, like I said, something I was focused on earlier from what we were talking about earlier, um, just the overall ignorance of the whole election situation, how that, that's going to come back and, and, and smack people in the butt, you know, because, you know, the one thing people got to understand is the world is round, first of all. It's not flat. And there's six degrees of separation, 
in the world with people, who's connected to who and how they're connected. And we all intertwine with people in our own ways every day on the job and everything else. And I think the biggest problem with a lot of uh, white people today, and I, I'll say not all white people, but most white people, is that they have a tendency to want to stay on the right side of white. And sometimes it gets them in trouble, but it always gets them out of trouble because the same privilege that they had going in, they can use going out. So they can just do what they want to do based on the lack of thought process, the ignorance, the belligerence. And like I said earlier, ignorance and belligerence has no intelligence. It's just it's just no awareness at all. Now, what's happened with this whole election thing? This is something that's, first of all, spearheaded by Trump, okay? He's trying to set things up for him going forward in the future. But I tell you what, despite how much I may try to have my life together, I don't know where the hell I'm going to be in three years. I don't really think none of us are. I mean, we may know where we're going to live, what we're going to be driving, and things like that, and that our money is still in one of these uh, fine banks around the world, but we don't know where we're going to actually be or where the world is going to be. And, you know, uh, yesterday, January 20th, was uh, Biden's first year in the presidency. He's got three years to go. But Trump already has his cronies, and I say his cronies because he's the leader. He's the guru. People are actually scared of him because they know that there's no other white man in the world that is crazy as him. And they know. Let me tell you something. When the white man's scared of a white man, they think he's vicious. Me, myself, I think he's ignorant and he doesn't see the big picture because, see, voting is going to be on, on a you, – you can't start changing the rules of the game Think you're going to do something because you didn't create the game. The game has been in place long before you messed with it. And he just knew he was going to win back in, you know, in January of last year. And when he lost, he was just, he lost his mind because he was already in the White House, all kind of stuff going on, flying on Air Force One, you know, cars, you know, like they say, checkbooks, credit cards, more money than a sucker could ever spend. He had it all. Already thought he had it all, you know, with the apprentice and all that. But when he became president, shit, all that was child's play. He saw the power that that job came with. He said, damn, I can get used to this ignorant-ass person like that. My goodness. But what's going to happen now, they're trying to set stuff up here now for the midterm election just to see how it's going to work. They're sprinkling stardust on the election to see whether or not what their big plan is in 2024 is going to do when that goes into play. So right now, 2022 is just a, a, a road test, more or less, to see how much they can mess up the vote. That's why they're not passing any kind of voting laws. You can't give blacks no water in line. You can't stand in line. There's only one drop box to put the mail in. Everything they look and see blacks do when they vote, they, they, they put laws in place to stop it. No, you can't do that. Need proper ID. Because they just think we're ignorant and ain't got our shit together no way. So anything they think they will throw at us on another level that we just not going to buy it at all. But what's going to happen? Not in 2022, because that's just a midterm election. What's going to happen in 2024? And mark my word. Now, if you don't get it started, you can't finish it. 
So if the if the voting is all messed up by noon on election day, and they got fighting in the neighborhoods and people fighting and everybody's carrying on and the cops are coming here and the cops are coming there and they had to shut down this place and shut down that place. Now what happens? Well, the clock's going to keep on going. It's going to turn to 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. And stuff is going to be undone, uncounted, un-everything. And what's going to happen? Well, Biden's going to still be president. Because we can't get a proper count. Because we had 18 killings, we had 9,000 standoffs, 15 riots, and everything else, and that day was a mess. So if that day was a mess because of all the crap you did since 2021 when you lost, and in 2024 it's a complete mess, you can't determine a winner. So if you can't determine a winner, who's going to stay in place? The person sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. So, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> mark my word, it's going to be, think about the movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, called Dead Presidents. You know, with the uh, young brother, what's the name, uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Tate? Lawrence Tate. Lawrence Tate, Lawrence Tate, uh, Dead Presidents. They're planning to rob these armored trucks. And right before they went to armies, armored trucks, everything went wrong. And it just was a mess. People got killed. He ended up going to jail. It's a mess. Dead presidents. But in a long shell, just to wrap everything up, all this they're doing is not going to work because they don't have enough intelligence to do it. And if you're going to be vicious, you got to be cool. And they're everything but cool. They're arrogant. They're belligerent. They're rednecks. They're assholes. They're not intelligent. How are you going to pull off some shit when you ain't got the brains to do it? Hello. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. All righty. They better leave that stuff alone. Mm-hmm. That boom stuff is bigger than they think. <laughs> yeah. It's bigger than they think, and it's been around forever. Uh-huh. Giuliani is in trouble now. Oh, please. Because he, oh, he yeah. had some, he was uh, involved in trying to get some people to sign some fake electors, documents, or something, something crazy he was involved in. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to get him. I'm like, this stuff just keeps on going. But you know the sad part about it in the eyes of God, how long are they going to live? And how long are you going to keep your proper mindset and your health? I'm not talking about answering that so fast. These are things we need to be concerned with, our health, our mental state, and things of this nature. We can't be evil all the time because... But you're speaking from a sane perspective. Well, no, I'm speaking because God don't like ugly. But I'm saying, and, uh, they, but you're saying from a sane perspective. Well, they, they, everybody gets... People act well, insane. Let me tell you something. They are insane. When that doctor tells you you got some kind of terminal illness, you, you become sane. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. If you got any kind of sense, you do. Right, let's move on. I'm going to leave that alone. Red wine rebuttaling me. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm on a fence. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to yeah, lighten it up. We're going to go to the weird news. <laughs> oh, okay. lighten it up. All right. Um, what's happening in the weird news? In Jefferson City. I'm familiar with Jefferson City, Missouri. I used to party out there, but anyway, that's a whole other uh, show. Um, okay. <laughs> Missouri, 
<laughs> Missouri Highway Patrol mistakenly sends Batman theme alert. The patrol sent out a test message claiming authorities in Gotham City were searching for a purple and green 1978 Dodge, the car used by the um, Joker in the 1989 Batman film. So in Jefferson City, Missouri, the Missouri State Highway Patrol alerts that uh, cell phones blaring statewide. Authorities in Gotham City, Missouri, were searching for purple and green 78 Dodge. Uh, it's a 3700 GT. Um, but there is no Gotham City, Missouri, and the car reference was the one used by the Joker. Okay, soon after the Tuesday evening alert, the uh, patrol sent another saying to disregard it. In a brief news release, the patrol said a routine test of Missouri's blue alert system was inadvertently transmitted nation. I'm, I'm sorry, statewide. The system is meant to let the public know when a police officer is killed or seriously injured in the line of duty. During the test, an option was incorrectly selected, allowing the message to be um, disseminated to the public. The news release stated a message left with patrol on Wednesday seeking additional information wasn't immediately returned. So, okay, they sent the Batman signal up, but uh, uh, it was a test. Yes, we go. They out there looking for Joker's car. Okay. Yeah, All right. I do, I guess. <laughs> well, I got one for you. Uh, scientists have trained goldfish so they can drive on land. Huh? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only time most people see fish driving automobiles is when they're watching an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. But if you thought cars were something reserved, Solely for your favorite cartoon characters from Bikini Bottom, think again. Researchers at the Ben-Gurion University in Israel have designed an inverted submarine that functions as a fish-operated vehicle that they call an FOV, and you've got to see it to believe it. Although the fish required some training to operate the vehicle, the results have proven to be a smashing, or rather a sloshing, success Uh, Here's what you need to know about this bizarre invention. The video became an instant Internet sensation. It shows a motorized, water-filled, moving vehicle from one end of a room to another. And along the way, they call it a -A LIDAR-wielding computerized mechanism, weaves and turns, avoiding obstacles and impediments. But we're not talking about a self-driving car. Instead, it's powered and navigated by goldfish swimming in the water-filled part of the gadget. So what they did is they have trained these fish to basically under, I guess I would say to understand that if they swim in a certain way, it makes the vehicle move. And once they got the fish to, I guess, comprehend that, the fish were able to actually move this vehicle across the floor. So that's what they did. They enrolled six fish in the training program. The fish at first, they said, were moving in erratic ways, swimming from one side of the of the aquarium, you know, to the other without any kind of rhyme or reason. But then the fish started adapting, 
And as the fish got accustomed to their new home and the different vantage points, their movements started to become calm and deliberate. So in a nutshell, the fish learned how to drive. So by them like swimming together, like it's basically like synchronized swimming. You got to look this video up and see it. The fish actually <laughs> moved this thing across the floor. It's the cra- wow. one of the craziest wow. things I've seen in a while. But uh-huh. interesting. You know, these are the kind of things that just you look at it sometimes <laughs> and think, "Is this real?" Or is this some kind of crazy staged kind of situation? But this was really done. Mm -hmm. These scientists in Israel figured out how to get it done, and they trained these goldfish how to move this vehicle across the floor. So there you go. Interesting. There you go. That's what's up. Goldfish that can try. Mm -hmm. All right. They probably drive better than some folks on the road, but that's a different story. What you got, Papa D? Uh, well, um, living for the city tonight. I just, I just. Oh, what's your weird news? Oh my! Oh, oh, okay. I'm jumping. Uh, He's ready to jump to living. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm ready to jump to living for the city. Oh, see, okay. Ready. Anyway, my weird news is uh, this is in Newburytown, Pennsylvania. Police pulled over a couple of the guy that was in the car. They said he pulled him over for. Suspecting him being drunk or drug while driving on a Pennsylvania highway, and he discovered a live deer back in the hatchback of the car. Had a bear. What? They, they apparently hit the deer, and the deer was still living. So they picked the deer up off the street and put it in the back of the uh, in the back of the car. I guess it's something you do when you're drunk, or in, 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 <laughs> in their hillbilly cases, they, them hillbillies probably did it when they were sober. Anyway, the out the the animal fleed after the stop. You know, Thursday by police in Newberry Township. Documents told police that they realized that deer was still alive after they hit him, so they put him in there and they was going to try to drive him to safety somehow or what have you. But the police wasn't buying it and said they'd look they uh-uh. just take the dog. So they they took the deer out and carried it across the street, and they were struggling because the two guys were drunk trying to carry the deer across the street and <laughs> to set him free. <laughs> and um, one was 19, and one was 18 years old. Oh, yeah, and they were clueless. So they were being uh, charged for uh, drunken driving and uh, under influence of drugs. So. That's, That's crazy. Man, people do some wild stuff. Yeah. They're going to hit a deer and say, he looks like he's still alive. Let's put him in the back of the car. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Papa Diddy was rare. Raring to go for living for the city. So. Yeah, I, I just kind of jumped over that whole paragraph. I know you did. So what's happening in the city? Since you, well, you want to jump into it, so go for well, it. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to jump over your story, but uh, you want me to Oh, go? I'm sorry. See, yeah, now you okay. got me jumping over yeah, everything. Yeah, you jumping. Are you ready for your segment? Or? Oh, okay. I can do that, too. Yeah. Well, see? <laughs> with you, you got oh, me all messed, messed, see, messed up. with me. See that? Yeah. <laughs> Can that's, somebody admit that they just made a mistake mess messing with me? No, oh, I'm not admitting anything. Lord. That was on you. Yeah, sure it was. Okay, can I get my introduction, please? All right, we got uh, Red Wine. Uh, she's going to do her segment, which is called uh, I'm Just Saying. Okay, thank you, so, Papa Didi. What you're saying tonight. Okay. Tonight, I'm just, I want to talk about women on the money. 
Now, although women have regularly appeared on money all over the world, historically, women have rarely been included on money issued by the United States government. Mm. What, what's that about? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to understand. Because I have seen women on a lot of money overseas. Yeah, all over the world. But since the federal government began issuing paper money back in 1861, male figures have almost exclusively enjoyed this honor. Now, there was Pocahontas, which Mm. was in a group, a group photo, not by herself. And then there was Martha Washington. Those are the only exceptions that appeared on uh, U.S. paper money only for a short period in the earlier part in the 19th century. And, of course, there was the Susan B. Anthony and Sacagawea uh, $1 coin that made an appearance, like, late 20th century. But those coins were not widely used. I mean, how often did people even see those? You know, it's like when you finally got a hold of one, it was like, oh, let me throw this in a jar somewhere. Because those things were not circulated a lot. But the Treasury Department says that they're studying ways to speak up the process of um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wanted to talk about George Washington, but those coins, the the Susan B. Anthony and Sacagawea, were not as uh, widely distributed or used as the one dollar bill featuring President George Washington. So the Treasury Department says they're studying ways to speak up the process of adding. Remember when they were talking about Harriet Tubman? Mm-hmm. trying to get Harriet Tubman's portrait on the front of the $20 bill. But if you recall, under the Trump administration, your boy, Trump administration put the brakes on that, uh, the whole idea, and then the Treasury Department backed up what Trump wanted, saying, well, we really don't have time to go into doing that because right now the priority is to add new security features to the money to try to keep people from being able to counterfeit, you know, U.S. currency. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's what they said. But my question is, can we just get more women represented on the money? And when Harriet Tubman finally gets on that $20 bill, she'll be the second woman since Martha Washington back in 1886 and the first black woman ever to be on paper currency. Now, let's talk about Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou is the first black woman to be minted on a U.S. coin, finally. But have you seen the coin? I haven't actually seen the coin, but I've seen pictures of the coin. And i got to be honest with you. If that coin did not have Maya Angelou's name on it, I wouldn't have known that that's who it was. That image does not even look like her. They have an image of a woman with her arms spread out. Her face is turned sideways in a profile. There's a big bird with wings behind her. And they're saying, oh, this represents one of her most famous poet poems. I'm assuming the one about I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. But it doesn't even look like her. And it's, I, it, you got to look it up. That image does not look like Maya Angelou. But fortunately, they put her name actually on the coin. Mm -hmm. So at least if you ever get a hold of one, you'll know that's who it's supposed to be. Now, this is all part of a series of women being featured on these coins. 
that includes uh, Sally Ride, first woman, uh, American woman in space, Wilma Mankiller, who's the first female principal chief of the Cherokee Nation, Nina Otero Warren, who was a suffrage leader, and Anna Mae Wong, who was a Chinese-American film star. I don't know how these folks were selected, but there's others. There were supposed to be about 20 women that were selected. But what I want to know is why the quarter and why on the back? And why so they got to put them on the back of the quarter? Sally Ride's picture is big as hell on here. Yeah, they put her whole face. But they put Maya Angelou like as a body shot, so it's a little further back, silhouette, the whole, I mean, a profile. Anyway, I'm trying to understand why they got to be on the back. George Washington is still on the front of the quarter. Why does he get the quarter and the $1 bill? George has been on the money since 1869. Don't you think he's been riding on the money long enough? How much more time does George Washington need to get? I mean, what does he have, a deal that says I'm on the money for an eternity? Does he have a PR firm working for him that says I'm going to be in this thing forever? So he's on the $1 bill. He's on the quarter. Now you're going to put some women in the mix, and they get to go on the back. Is that like when black folks had to sit in the back of the bus? What is up with this? I mean, it's like on the one hand, okay, cool, you're going to add some women on the money. Yay. But they're on the back. And George gets to still be on two things. You got the bill. You got the quarter. I mean, come on, George. Can you give up some of the real estate? Damn, George. (laughs) I'm just saying. This is red wine. I'm just saying. It still doesn't seem right to me that the women have to be on the back of the coin, but I'm rooting for Harriet Tubman to finally get on that $20 bill. It may take another 10, 15 years or so, I don't know, before it ever happens, but I'm rooting for Harriet. Come on, Harriet. Let's make it happen. Whew. Too much for me. All right. I'm going to go to oh, the phone lines. That was a good one. Where I, I, I just want to comment that okay, Maya Angelou, she was a dancer. So maybe that's why they decided to do it. But I do see another coin. Um, maybe somebody put her face on it, but her whole face, and it does look like Maya Angelou. Um, this particular um, coin, uh, maybe somebody probably put her face on that on the quarter, but this represents her much better. I think they should have took an older picture of her, um, not yeah, a younger should. picture. And I think somebody was a model for this particular uh, coin. It wasn't her. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it was her. So, it doesn't yeah, seem my like comment. her. It's crazy. Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, let's go to the phone line see what the callers think about it. Hello, caller. Welcome uh-huh. to the Pajama Party Show. Go right Hello, ahead with your comment. Love. Hello, good evening, everyone. This is Papa D. Hey, what's going on? Hey, How's everybody doing? How's How are you? Good, good. Um, first, red wine. Um, uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, jokingly, uh, please take a volume, cause baby, I think you're about <laughs> to lose your voice. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff pisses me off. Yeah. 
But anyway, I want to add. I want to add to the, to that topic and conversation. Let's mm. put Martin on the bill. Mm. Yes. Okay. What's up? Let's, 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 let's talk about that. That's it. Drop the mic. Yeah, we need to. You're right. Yep. And I ain't talking about no quarter. Okay. Exactly. Should be a hundred dollar bill or something. Hey, why not? There, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, no questions asked. Just do the damn thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But I well, put them on a tin, something that everybody has. Put them on a bill that it'll be so widely circulated. Everybody mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just wanted to add that to kind of um, soften um, red wines, um, um, <laughs> cheerleader song. Man, I'm um, taking names and help. kicking butt. I'm tired of the bull. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard that. Right. Well, anyway, I, I appreciate the, the the topic and um, good talking tonight. I'm I just been chilling, listening. So, all right. Well, thank right. you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, as always. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Papa Diddy, you can do your thing and say mute it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got you. We got you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to kick it back to you, Papa Didi, living for the city. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just wanted to... Uh, what's happening in the city? Just just get that whole voting thing out. I mean, uh, man, I tell you, just just stay aware of what's happening. Um, you know, we got... You got a couple more years. You know, this... Uh, what they call the midterm elections. This this is gonna sort itself out. You know, it ain't really happening right now, but by by August, September, you're gonna start seeing the campaigns hit off and see who's up for their job and everything. And they're all trying to keep their constituents, you know. They're they wanna keep their, their base. And Trump got a stronghold on the base, so they got a stronghold on Trump. I don't think that these a lot of these politicians ain't really in the Trump like you think they are, but they but they think that Trump got the stronghold on everything. But I think ain't nobody got the stronghold on nothing. Mm-hmm. An election is what it is, and it's who you vote for. And as people come in every day, young people turn eighteen years old, twenty years old, twenty two years old. They're all making decisions, and older people are about are retiring and passing away and things like that. So. The one thing the Republicans don't realize is that the world is revolving. Let me repeat that again. The world is revolving. If you think that you're going to come out every day and the world's going to be the way you left it, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Your damn car ain't even the way you left it. You look, it starts up in this cold-ass weather. I guarantee you, everybody in the, in the, in the uh, sound of my voice, Two things could happen when you go out to your car tomorrow morning if it's 15 degrees a night. Either the air pressure will drop in your tire or your battery will die. That's what cold weather does to cars. Not to mention anything else if you're stupid enough to put water in your radiator instead Mm -hmm. of antifreeze. You know, so. But anyway, uh, let me me focus on one more thing while while I got you. Now, they have seven jobs available in the NFL, okay? 
Right now, currently, only one black coach who coaches the Pittsburgh Steelers. They fired, they fired seven people already. Okay? So they got seven jobs available out of the 32 teams that's in the game. And they always talking about hiring black people, but ain't nobody talking about black people. And what gets me is black anchors on sports channels aren't even talking about black people. They're talking about white guys. Well, well we should get such and such. He's a defensive coordinator from Dallas. He should be a new coach of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I mean, what the hell? How is it that black folks are always patronizing white people? I just don't get it. I don't get it. You got black assistant uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators that eligible to be coaches, and ain't nobody supporting them. Ain't nobody putting them out there, and they just putting one coach one place and putting them in another, back and forth, back and forth. So that's a worthless cause, but. But in, but in any event, though, let me say that uh, these next couple of days, it's going to be some real good football on TV. So I don't know what you're doing over these last these next couple of days. Uh, we got uh, two games tomorrow, two games tomorrow and two games Sunday. Tomorrow you have uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are playing the um, Tennessee Titans. And at night, the Green Bay Packers are playing the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. All right. Now that's the, the that's two. That's gonna be a good one. That's the four over here. There's only eight teams left before the Super Bowl, so this is set you up for the Super Bowl. Like I said again, you got the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. They had the best record, and in tomorrow night you got the Green Bay Packers are playing the San Francisco 49ers. Now Sunday, you have the. Which one? You got the Buffalo Bills playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And in the evening, you have the L.A. Rams playing Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Okay? So you got two AFC games, two NFC games. So at the end of the night on Sunday night, we'll be down to four teams who will play next weekend. And out of the four teams next weekend, They'll make it two teams, and those teams will go to the Super Bowl. So we got eight teams playing this weekend, which is going to knock it down to four. Next weekend will be four teams playing, which will knock it down to two. And two weeks later will be the Super Bowl. So good-ass football. Good-ass football this weekend. Good-ass football. I'm personally pulling for the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs on the AFC for the Super Bowl, and on the other side, um, on the NFC, I think the – I don't like them too much, but I think the Green Bay Packers are going to take it all because that damn Aaron Rodgers is just that good. <laughs> you can't count him out. He's a unvaccinated and talk a lot of shit, but he's a hell of a player. Anyway, that's it for me. Okay. I can't root Kansas City because they beat my Steelers. Oh, I'm done with Mahomes. That's my I'm thing. I'm done with Mahomes. <laughs> After the Bama Redskins, my KC. Hey, they had back some bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Cincinnati Bengals, man. That little team, that team is new, but they Cinderella's in there. And then you got, you know, San I want to see the 49ers do something. 
up against Green Bay. Yeah. But they playing up in Lambeau Field. It'll be like five degrees. No, it's going to be colder than cold. Oh, damn. But their quarterback is fine. That Garoppolo, man. Woo. Anyway, I digress. Woo. Okay. Garoppolo, Garoppolo. Yeah. That day gone Garoppolo. Yeah, he, he does have a Hollywood square chin, that's for sure. That's a fine. Anyway, uh, it's time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap up. Ooh. That was a that was a good segue. <laughs> yeah, he could have fine. Papa Didi. Uh huh. Are you ready, uh, Kettle? Yes, sir. Here we go. Go for it, Papa Didi. <laughs> oh my! Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Right. The we'll something that I... Man, oh, some that was a scene from a, that was a scene from the Tonight Show. <laughs> oh, okay. right. With Johnny Carson, by the way. Oh, okay. Anyway. All, right. All right. I'll take that. All um, right. This is Kevin with well, the Hollywood wrap up. All right. Um, our uh, interesting uh, actor and 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 uh, <laughs> well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's in the news, and he's not talking about he'll be back. He was involved in the bad car accident. SUV rolls over into a Prius. He is driving oh, wow. this big SUV, and it rolls over a Prius. Do you believe that? This happened at uh, almost 7 o'clock. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ they believe the accident was Arnold's fault. They say he was turning left, but there was a left turn arrow that was still red. Arnold was not ticketed. Hmm, I wonder why. (laughs) Because you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, you're the Terminator. They said he's going to come back for sure. Um, He was driving a Yukon, Yukon SUV. When it collided with a red Prius um, at around 5, his SUV started to roll and ended up on top of the Prius, then continued oh. rolling to the left into a Porsche. Wow. So oh. This is like, uh, if you see the pictures, his SUV is over top of the Prius and the Porsche is behind mm. him. So um, <laughs> that's going to be an interesting development. And he didn't so. get a ticket at all. Uh-uh. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Okay. Um, My boy Tom Cruise, he is going to space. Um, This company, SEE Productions, uh, funding Tom Cruise's next to build film studio in space by 2024. Oh, um, plans to build a space station module that contains a sports and entertainment arena as well as, as a content studio. So um, besides uh, Tom Cruise, he's probably going to use it for his Mission Impossible movies. Other people can rent the space out as well. Um, interesting. <laughs> okay. It's named the SEE-1. The module is intended to host film, television, music, and sports events, as well as artists, producers, and create created creatives who want to make content in the low orbit microgravity environment. Whatever the hell that means. Okay. In the space. facilities 
Yep, the facilities will enable the development, production, recording, broadcasting, and live streaming of content. So I guess nowadays space space is not really all the way up there where the moon and things are. So you know, um, oh, they said yeah. low gravity. Yeah. yeah so um, they ain't got no. They some, ain't got no bazooka hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you got one them on, you're going to have to suspect. I feel like we're in a Jetson for real, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adele. Adele cries as she postpones her concert. She's supposed to have a residency in Las Vegas starting this weekend. And she says because of COVID situations, half of her staff is out, musicians, so on and so on that they can't go on with the show. And my gripe is with this is, why do you wait to the ninth hour? I blame her management because they should have um, postponed this probably at least two weeks ago. Now, she apologized for people who have come out there. I mean, some people have gone out there to Vegas just to see the show. Now, initially yeah, the tickets true. were $80, but they were selling, you know, scouters and everything was selling tickets from 300 to to $1,000 per ticket. So suppose you got one of those tickets, your ass is stuck out there in Vegas, and you, there's no show. So, you know, it is what it is. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Man, so, I'd be like, somebody going to sing to me tonight. Right on, right on. That's what I say. So, um, also, your folks, the Soul Sonic, they have uh, a residency as well uh, in hey. Vegas. Um, their tickets are 125 uh, but, of course, the scouts are probably going to, you know, jack it up. Um, you know, they, 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 they um, the song, Leave the Door Open, hey, that, that's got to be the number hey. one um, song that's out here now, so... Um, cool for them. My jam is smoking out the window. I know that's right. So they're going to be Good at job. the Park MGM, um, and uh, they're going to have a residency there. So um, let's just see what's going to happen. It's going to start uh, okay. February twenty fifth through May the twenty ninth. So you know, guys got time ah. to get tickets. So tickets are probably on sale now. So hey, want to go get them? Hopefully, they will not postpone like Mr. Dale, so uh, I guess we have to wait and see. Um, uh, of course, I have to talk about my girl, Mary J. Blige. Her birthday was this weekend, uh, 51 years young and looking like 21. You, you ain't never lied. You're looking good. Way back in 1991 was the 411 debut album. Man, she's been making music for 30 over 30 years. Go ahead, girl. Wow. Doing your thing. Yep, yep, yep. You know, she partied like it was 1999. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh, of course, guys, we're just talking about the Super Bowl. 2020 is going to be happening February the 13th. Um, we're going to have my girl, Mary J. Bly, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. J, and Kendrick Lamar. If you guys haven't seen the trailer, which, of course, Pepsi is sponsoring, um, you guys have to see the trailer. It's off the chain. Um, so check it out on YouTube or whatever. But it's like an intro to the uh, to this halftime thing. Um, okay. Giving, a, you know, everybody a teaser for 
And um, last but not least, um, we lost Louie Anderson today, the award winner comedian. Um, uh, he had, um, what was, he, he, unfortunately, he um, uh, passed away of, uh, he was battling cancer. And um, oh. he did this particular, he was 68. He did a particular, um, it was a um, continuing series, I believe, called Baskets. And um, he kind of portrayed his mom. So it was Louie, and then he dressed up as his mom. So it was a, a personality um, character that he was um, uh Portraying, but um, you know, throwing homage to his mom. Check this out. His mom's name was Aura Zella Anderson. And I say, all right, really? Zella, the Zellas are in the house. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I remember him it. from. I remember him from coming to America. He was the guy oh, yeah. that worked behind the counter that was saying, you know, he's working on fries and. Hopefully he'll be able to move up to whatever it was he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like how part two they brought him back as well. Um, you know, a lot of the characters they brought back. And um, he um, started on the um, Tonight Show. So uh, thanks, Bob, for doing oh, okay. that intro. So I guess that meant something. So <laughs> All right, that's my Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you, Kettle. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Well. Get to that kiss it list yeah, real let's quick. Yeah, let's do it. What is the kiss it list, Papa Kiss it list is people that show they butt hiney, and we're going to put them on blast big time, big time. And yeah, we got a list tonight. Well, the first one I want, I don't see him on the list, but the first I want to go on is that John Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Senator from Louisiana. I don't care if his opponent's smoking weed or doing coke. He got to be better. Still a jerk off. He got to be better than than John Kennedy. Oh, anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> your boy Mitch Mitch McConnell, yeah, Senate Majority Leader, a Minority Leader, for saying that uh, African American voters are voting in just in just as high a percentages as Americans. Huh. Yeah. Like like he said, like African Americans or Black folks are not American. American. And he said it's so natural that it just came out Mm -hmm. ignorant. Uh And uh, because they think they just think that we're dragging behind their ass. Anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. we got also um, Governor uh, Youngkin of Virginia for moving the mask mandate, causing confusion Mm -hmm. in Virginia. And the lady, the lady tonight, like I said, who said that she's coming in Monday when the when the, the mandates will be dropped, and if they don't, if they don't, if they tell her child to wear a mask, she's gonna bring her gun and ammunition and everything else. Them white men in Virginia have lost. Them white women in Virginia have lost their mind. Yeah, they're tripping. They really have. They're a mess. Also, I want to add the M and M's, the candy M and M's. They just mm-hmm. went through this whole campaign about rebranding their candy mascots to be more inclusive and all they really oh, did was change the shoes on two of the m&ms the female ones they used to wear the high heels there's women there's female m&ms yes <laughs> i think it's the yellow one and i don't know what color i'd have to look at the picture again but there's two of them in that group that were female but they used to wear high heels but now oh, they claim Lord. they're trying to be inclusive 
So now the high heels have dropped down to a lower, more, uh, what do you call it, sensible Uh heel. And the other female is wearing sneakers. Because they're trying to say, well, all women don't have to be in high heels. They bushed bushed them out. Yeah, I'm like, let me break with that bull crap. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, so we got um, two boys and two butch. Okay. Yeah, whatever. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, also, we got we got Don Huffins, Huffines, who's a Republican running for governor of Texas, for refusing to fire one of his staffers who is has a known history of being publicly racist and anti-Semitic, because he says. That would be cancel culture, and I refuse to be a part of cancel culture. That's, that's his damn friend. So I'm like, so you going to have this dude that's part of your team? That's okay. Exactly. His damn to friend. To me, you co-signing that bull crap. Also, we got racist haters of Asian-American Olympic gymnast Suni Lee, who've been posting, these people have been posting hateful comments regarding her dating a black man. Mm. He's going on about her life. And mm. now these folks are pissed off because instead of her dating an Asian man, man she's dating a black man. <laughs> we're not beyond it, Papa. Nope, we're not. not. And these are mm-hmm. Asian people, Kaden? It's just a variety mm. of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they're mm. all Asian, but... Yeah, and they want Asian peace in the world. They want Asian racists to stop. Uh, we got Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema for being blockers. To the Democrats. And they're Democrats, and they're blocking all the bills because they don't want to lose their constituents. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, want, they don't want to lose their, in, in West Virginia, they want to keep their white uh, people. Um, this one is, if anybody hasn't seen this video, you can find it anywhere online. Pastor Michael Todd from the Tulsa Transformation Church in Oklahoma mm-hmm. for spitting, not just spitting, he hawked A and spat. In his hand. I mean, he was like, fat mm. into his hand and rubbed it in the face of the dude that was on stage next to him, trying to make an example in, in part of his message where he was talking about trying to make a point about when you receive a vision from God, it might get nasty. <laughs> yes, he He's is. a black man. He's a black yes. man. Oh, my God. At Mega Church. One oh, of these brothers. Goodness. In a mega church, he hawked and spat in his hand. The dude was on stage beside him. He rubbed that spit in this man's face, and and when the people in the congregation were like, "Ah," oh, he was like, "See, that's how people sometimes act when God's trying to bless you and give you a vision, because sometimes a vision oh might be God. nasty." But that's a vision, not a damn mucinex. Exactly. Not a lot yeah. of mucus. You, you anyway, know what? Some say he, he came, He's fucking. Yeah. This world is going he, to hell. He came man. back and apologized. But I'm like, dude, I'm still putting you on the kiss it list because that was just ill conceived and nasty. Man, I tell you, when it God sure comes to take this world, just fuck on my ass. We got. <laughs> and, 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 and we got coronavirus going around? You, yeah. Oh, Lord. And we got Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. He's another nutcase. He was one of the main Republicans who denounced Biden's win back in January. Yeah, I remember Uh, him. He came out and made a statement and said, Democrats don't accept elections when they don't win. I'm like, dude, y'all were the ones that were acting a fool when you lost. But you know what? The next two elections, 22, 24, that's up to them to prove Mm -hmm. now. 
Exactly. Democrats are real we're in. So you gotta prove yourself these next couple of years. Donald Trump for lying about his apartment being larger and drawing more money on the equity oh, of it. Uh, they trying to take him down and uh, lying Bama. And people that lie about having uh hair extensions when they knew they do, especially white women. They blend yeah, they try to lying. blend blend it so tight that if you, you know, do, you do. Don't oh. nobody care. Mm-hmm. And the district attorney, uh, Mark Ooh. Bennett, on that Cedric Lawton case. Yes. And, uh, well, that's about everybody. Is that everybody? Send it off. Yeah. All right. Well, we got something it. for And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Blue. Oh, you can't kiss my country ass. I said if you got a problem, then it's bad. You can't kiss my natural born redneck to the bone. All right, welcome back to John Party One. You host Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. What's last your last word? word Papa last D? word. I want to wish my man a happy birthday up in Philadelphia. My man David, uh, whatever you are, wherever you are, what are you doing? Uh, God bless you, my brother. Happy birthday to you. Have a safe night. Also, it's cold out there. Layer up, layer up. Got some good football tomorrow, so nestle in and uh, you know check it out. They won. Got some damn good football tomorrow. I'm telling you. That's all I got to say. Okay. Well, my last word is I want to see these women get on the dollars, paper currency, not just on the coins, and definitely not on the back of the daggone coins. Who's using coins today anyway? Yeah, you know, how many times you go to a store and they say, oh, we're only taking cards because there's a coin shortage. So why are you trying to put women now on coins if there's such a shortage? This just sounds like some bull crap. But anyway, my last word is if you want to recognize the accomplishments of women, do it in a respectful way. That's all I'm saying. All right. What's your last word, Carol? Um, My last word is... Uh, just got to stop taking a lot of BS and, and make some changes in the world. Um, this pastor, Michael Todd, I mean, you're going to be on the kissing list for about a good week because <laughs> I saw the video and that was some daggone shiggity. If we're going to continue yeah. to let people of power or whatever take control or take over us or do whatever they want to do to us, uh, it's something wrong with us because... I wouldn't exactly. want nobody cock sticking in their hand and then put on my eyes. Hell to the no. I'm sorry. So um, let's not let people um, in these positions of power or whatever, who they think they are, do what they want to do to us. So 
Um, let's, let's make some changes, y'all. This is a new year. It's the 2022. Let's get it right. That's my last word. Amen to that. Yeah, that's a good point because mm. Trump has a lot of people under a huge spell. Mm, I'm telling mm. you, they are just they are just crazy. Literally whip. crazy. And I, I, don't, I don't understand. They lost their damn mind. Right, Trump whip. They mm. lost their mind. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen when, when Trump yeah. goes away? Because this ass ain't going to be around that much I guess they're going to lose their mind again. Shit, you and your late 70s, don't worry else. about your cool again. Somebody shit. else, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think they'll they'll follow nobody else like him. You know, he got that Martha the King power over him, over them. Anyway, let's say it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Well, we're gonna say good night and get on yeah, out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, I gotta go find me a fireplace to cuddle up in front of because it's a little chill. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, wow. Get some of that moose milk. <laughs> oh, that's right. That moose milk was chicken. Yeah. Gotta try that one. All right, All well, right. say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Look, if you even if you don't go nowhere, at least go outside and start your car. You know, during the day, crank it up. All right, mm-hmm. say good night, Kel. Mm-hmm. Good night. Let's take our power back. It's 2022, baby. <laughs> All right, and this is Red Wine saying good night, bonsoir, arrivederci, adios, peace later. Ciao, Bella. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Hey!